We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now, we're talking about faith and confession. Now, in the last session, we got into some things. We got down to some practical things, some nitty-gritty things to where that it actually embarrasses some of us because of some of the things we've done. We've all done some foolish things. But we talked about overloading your faith. Talked about people trying to believe for millions of dollars to do great things when they haven't learned to believe for a parking place. They're operating on $10 faith and trying to believe for millions of dollars. Now, see, we have to stay on the level where we are. And I think this is where a lot of times the people have caused trouble in churches is because they've gone to a a teaching seminar. They've heard me or Brother Copeland or somebody teach on you can have what you say. They got one little aspect of the seminar. And maybe they heard two or three messages and they went home and thought they were a three-day wonder. It's not going to happen in three days. It's not going to happen in 30 days. It probably won't happen in 90 days. But you see, they go home and they do all kinds of foolish things and call it faith. Then the pastor, he has to sweep up the pieces and try to get them put back together because they made a big splash somewhere and overloaded their faith. Then they end up thinking that's what we taught. So what we're going to talk about today in the session and get into it is people overloading their faith, going out beyond what they're developed to. You're going to have to stay with what you're developed to, and you can grow from there. You always have to start where you are. Now, that may sound elementary, but it's truth, and it would help a lot of people if they'd understand that. You have to start where you are. You develop yourself. Now, I remember a certain individual in a certain state that they got a hold of some teaching on faith and confession. And I know everybody knows some stories like this, but some of these things help to illustrate the fact. And this guy was a professional man, but he was just starting out, you know. And uh, he found this house that he wanted. It was something like a $100,000 house. So he started confessing that he was going to get this house and started believing God for it and started confessing the Word of God over it. And he ended up getting the house. It was almost supernatural the way it happened because he didn't have the assets actually to warrant the credit that he got. He bought it on the credit. But through his faith, he pushed the thing through, see. And then, as it turned out, it worked so good why he started believing God for an airplane. And he bought him an airplane the same way. Well, this thing's working great. And then he bought him a twin-engine airplane. And the first thing you know, he's got more stuff than he can keep up. He didn't have the income to support what he had. Now, you see, sometimes people just throw away all common sense when they get turned on to faith. Now, I tell you, you can develop your faith in some areas just to get things and get so much you get yourself in trouble. See, now, these are some things that's been left unsaid, and I'm going to say them. Because it'll keep you out of trouble. Develop your faith to the point where you can take care of what you believe in for. See, where he missed it, he didn't develop his faith to bring in the money to take care of what he believed for and confessed. Now, you can get some things by faith that you're not ready for. 
So that's why you need to be careful that you don't go out beyond where you're developed for. And then this individual, see, he finally just turned thumbs down on the thing and said, all this stuff just doesn't work. Yeah, it works so good, it got him in trouble. Because he didn't know how to work it, see. I mean, he found the formula. He found out how to get things, but he didn't have the common sense to sit down and count the cost. You know, you have to count the cost of things. Before you jump, look before you leap, as an old saying says, and that's good advice. If he'd have sat down and figured up his income, he would have known right away that he didn't have the income coming in to take care of that. But you see, he probably thought it was faith. Well, I'll just believe it in. Well, now see, you've got to draw a line somewhere between faith and presumption. And when you get into that, I've had, and while we're on that, let's just go a little further with it. You find people that'll go out and take all the money that they have and they'll invest it in a piece of property, pay just a little bit down on it or something, and just going to believe God for the money to come in to pay for it when they don't have any income to support it, to pay for it, to pay the interest. They're just going to believe God for a miracle. Now, you're trying to build a third story on a vacant lot. That's not even good common sense. I mean, you've got to have common sense with faith. Don't throw away all common sense and business knowledge when you get turned on to faith. Now, I told you we were going to get out into the nitty-gritty. This is the grits. <laughs> I had an individual come to me in a, a certain seminar where I was speaking and said, now there's several of us, and said, we came over here because we heard you're a farmer and that you're a faith man. We want to know, do you use fertilizer on your farm? <laughs> I said, yeah. Do you put gas in your car? Well, I see no question stupid, I don't guess, if you don't know the answer. It's like, I believe as Will Rogers said, everybody's ignorant just about different things. And I'm not making fun of the individual. I'm just pointing out to you that this is the way some people think. Now, I wouldn't have ever thought that you'd have to explain to people that you don't just throw away all good business sense and all common sense and all knowledge just because you get turned on to faith. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But see, when you go to substituting faith for good business practices, then you're going to get in trouble. And you're going to get in trouble if you substitute good business practices for faith and just have good business practices alone. There's people that are going bankrupt every day that are operating good business practices, but they don't have any faith in what they're doing. They're always talking negative. And I tell you what, it'll nullify your good business practices. You're going to have to mix some faith with what you do. And you're going to have to exercise faith in what you are doing. So these things have to be said because of all the things that people are doing and calling it faith. I had another individual. Now, I've got off to telling stories, but there's a point to this. Because you learn by illustration sometimes, and you say these things, and it helps people. A man came to me. In fact, this individual had called me for some time. And he'd call me every few weeks, and he'd say, Now, Brother Caps, I'm doing this, and I've done this. Why isn't it working? Well, now, I see, the very fact that he has to ask me why isn't it working proves that he doesn't believe it's working. So, you see, he's not in faith. 
He's looking at circumstances. Now, faith would just hold fast there in some of these things and just know that it will work. You just have to keep working it. He said, I've done everything that the Word says to do. Well, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. The ball game's not over. And, of course, you know, he'd call back in a month or two. And he'd say, well, now, I've done this and I've done that, but it's just, just not... And then finally one day he called, you know, a year or so later, and he said, glory to God, it's working. <laughs> but I finally told him, I said, the problem is one inch below your nose. The fact that he's speaking things and the very fact that he has to call and say, why isn't it working? It's working. It's working. It just takes time. And see, people don't realize that sometimes. It takes time for things to develop. It takes time to turn things around. You've been negative for 15 years. You're not going to change it in four days. And you've got to set things in motion, even in the spiritual realm. In fact, if you'll notice, God, when he got ready to send Jesus into this earth, 750 years before he was born in this earth, he prophesied it through his prophet Isaiah. He started saying it 750 years before it came to pass. Now, thank God it don't take us that long because he's given us some insight into some things. But you see, don't overload your faith. Don't go out beyond what you're developed to because this is where people get in trouble. Now, here's what happened when I got involved in this and found out. When I heard the Word of Faith message, faith and confession, that you can have what you say, Mark eleven twenty three. I thought, dear Lord, I didn't know that is in the Bible. Well, I did know it was in the Bible, really. Uh, but I never heard anybody preach on it. I didn't know that Jesus said you could have what you say. I thought it had some spiritual meaning to it, you know. It kind of been explained away. And I thought, well, you know, if that were true, they'd have taught that in my church. But they didn't know anything about it in my church. The place that I was going. But when I heard about it and got into the Word of God, checked it out, it was there. Jesus actually said it. That whosoever shall say to the mountain, believe and doubt not in his heart, but believe what he says will come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now notice that it says, whosoever shall say. Now, you can ask people who that will work for, and they say it will work for whosoever. No, it just works for whosoever dares to say. And see, that narrows it down some. But that's not all of it. Whosoever dares to say and believe and doubt not in his heart. But believe what he's saying. Just what he said to the mountain? No. He must believe that everything that he says will come to pass. Now see, that's where I missed it for a long time. I heard different ones preach on it. But I was reading it one day, and those words just jumped out for me. Those things which he said. And I realized it was more than just what you said about the circumstance or the situation or the mountain or the problem. You're going to have to develop yourself to believe what you are saying every day will come to pass. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Now, our book offer all this week is book offer number 7516. That's 7516. It's entitled, Faith That Will Work For You. For $7 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $10. Now, this book was formerly entitled, How to Have Faith in Your Faith. So if you have that book, you already have it. But it has a new cover on it, and it's entitled, Faith That Will Work For You. Now, in this 98-page paperback book, 
we deal with the chapter titles. There's 12 chapters in this book. One of the chapter titles is Forgiving by Faith. Did you know that you can forgive by faith when you can't do it any other way? You can't just forget about things. You have to make a decision to forgive by faith. How do you forgive by faith? You quote the promise of God. I can have what I say if I believe and doubt not in my heart, and I'm saying I forgive. I hold no grudges in the name of Jesus. I proclaim that I forgive, and I hold no grudges, and I do it by faith. You say that long enough, it will cause you to forgive. Plant a seed for what you need. This is one chapter title. Plant a seed for what you need. If you need time, give God some time. If you need finances, plant finances. You know, a farmer knows if you need corn, you plant corn. And if you need soybeans, you plant soybeans. So you plant a seed for what you need. Chapter 6 is entitled, Faith Without Results. Now, evidently, faith can fail because Jesus said to Peter, I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. So why would he pray that his faith wouldn't fail if your faith wasn't capable of failing? In other words, you could have some faith failures, not because that faith is weak in its ability to change things, but because so many times we don't operate it properly. That's offer number 7516 for a total of $10. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.